Welcome to Let It Grow Investing, the financial investing and small business podcast that is not run by a professional investor. I am Jeff, and thank you for stopping by. We're going to cover all the news you need to know to make sense of the market, helping you get invested, stay the course, and on your way to financial freedom. What's going on? Welcome back to the show here with me. And uh, as always, thank you for stopping in. We've got uh, quite the mess going on out there. Lots of uh, lots of selling, lots of people actually trying to get into the market, believe it or not. Lots of different things going on with the Fed. We're going to kind of cover all of that. Uh, some different ways to hold on to some cash, some different things that might work uh, through a recession, and um, pretty much just some different thoughts of mine that uh, we could really use going forward. And, uh, you know, as always, I do have links in the description to help get you started. Got uh, E-Trade, Crypto.com, Webull, and uh, Binance. And uh, those are just my uh, referral links. So if you use those, you will get a little bit of a credit, as will I. Certainly appreciate that. Uh, Also appreciate any uh, subscribes and shares to the podcast. Uh, If you really want to go above and beyond, you can go ahead and uh, contribute uh, to the page or to the podcast over at anchor.fm slash let it grow. All right. So it uh, it was a rough week. We knew it was going to be a rough week after that, uh, the Fed announcement. And, uh, you know, on last episode, I was kind of saying that uh, I think it was a little overdone, but then, you know, it kind of made sense as to what the Fed was saying and the other fears beyond that 75 basis point hike. Uh, we kind of We kind of got into it last time, but uh, a lot of the things that are coming out really show why there's so much fear out there and kind of where this fear is going to go. A lot of people calling for the S&P down to 3,200, you know, people looking at buying the the SPY around 320 or even lower in some cases. But uh, a lot of different things out there that people are trying to set their targets lower in order to kind of rebuild. A lot of people are trying to save on to hold on to some cash right now. A lot of different put options out there and people just trying to protect what they have. So there's a lot of different fears. And uh, I kind of wanted to do a quick recap as to what happened and ultimately what the Fed is doing and how their flip-flop maneuvers kind of keep keep us guessing. They keep us in the dark a bit until some of these meetings come out. You know, first off, they said everything was transitory, Right. They said that we're going to get through this. It's just going to kind of, you know, work everything out. They didn't really want to react. So that was a kind of problem one from them. I kind of got what they were saying, but, you know, obviously it was a little too little too late when they started moving these uh, these rates higher. So then they said that they wanted to bring the core inflation down. Okay, so that was, uh, you know, the housing and, and things like that. They wanted to bring that down. Then it was they wanted to bring down the headline and the core on the CPI. And, you know, that was kind of why they were raising the rates. They kept going, kept going. And now they kind of still say that. But the real concern now is that they're worried about their impact on the labor market. So we're kind of, you know, aiming at a moving target. We're trying to figure out what's what. And the Fed kind of keeps flip flopping. And this is kind of the reason that the market. We knew this rate hike was coming. That was all well and good. But then now we're worried about the the further correction that they're talking about. They're trying to bring down the value of houses. Uh, they're trying to bring down the stock market. They're trying to bring down that uh, unemployment. 
or the the labor and then they're doing it all through uh raising the rates they're also going to be putting some more pain into the stock market so they really want to keep the prices stable and they're going to um ensure the max unemployment but when they said that you know we we currently are beyond that we have two job openings for every one person looking for a job right now so Basically, that gives people options. That gives people, you know, another way to, you know, kind of pit employers against each other. Hey, this this guy's giving me more. This company's giving me, uh, you know, four weeks off or whatever they're doing in order to get more people in the door. Signing bonuses, this, that, the other, and that has kind of spurred a uh, a wage price spiral, right? So we knew that people are wanting these um, these higher wages. Companies are then raising their prices to maintain their margins. Uh, and but it keeps keeps on going up. They're still looking for more workers, more workers. And then, you know, those workers are asking for more, raising the uh, the price of their goods again so they can kind of keep maintaining their numbers. And we're in just a spiral of staircase or a spiral up uh, that's costing everyone more money. So the Fed wants to reduce this. OK, so they're doing it by pretty much putting a lot of pain on the stock market because that's how companies are going to really feel that pain they're going to have them run low on capital they're going to have them run low on access to capital by by hurting the stock market making their companies look weaker and ultimately not being able to borrow as much where needed so a lot of different pain out there that we're feeling through the the fed now trying to slow the market by uh you know pretty much putting the brakes on the the stock market as well as cpi we're getting those those rate hikes and everything else uh, they're also saying that there was a lot of euphoria from the housing market and prices were unsustainably going up left and right, and it's due for a correction. So the Fed is saying, you know, housing prices are going to be coming down. They're going to do so by creating more problems in the labor market as well as raising rates. So a lot of different fears out there, and ultimately it led to a complete bloodbath of uh, the stock market this week. I don't know that we're done, but uh, I do know that we have a longer runway until these different rates are cooling, right? We originally thought, you know, first quarter, February, March of 23 was going to be that peak. And then the rates were slowly going to come down. But now what the Fed also said is we're going to extend that through 2023 and then the rates are going to slowly come down. So we have a, a lot more of a runway for more pain and ultimately to bring down the stock market, bring down uh, a lot of that demand that consumers have, a lot of that excess capital that's in the system, and ultimately just kind of put the brakes on things to give everything a rest, to bring that inflation and all those numbers back down to where we where the Fed wanted them in order to get things back on track. I think everyone knows that uh, 2020, 2021 was an unsustainable, you know, everything got ridiculously expensive. We're trying to put that on hold, but uh, we're going to feel some pain for it in the markets and, you know, in the, the labor market everywhere that we're looking to uh, make some more money. It's all going to be a tougher situation. So uh, they are aiming to bring the jolts number down, the job opening labor turnover survey. We're bringing that down. The, uh, the quits ratio is currently sitting about a 2.7 to 2.8. And uh, basically that means that... Uh, 3% or 2.7% are going to be able to quit and find another job quickly. We want to bring that number down 
or the Fed wants to bring that number down in order to make sure that people aren't just job hopping and getting more money from the next employer because there's not going to be as many job openings out there. So really, it's just trying to put the brakes on all the different things that people are uh, using to get more money right now and bring it all back down more to that reality. And ultimately, a lot of people don't think that it's going to be a soft landing. We're going to go through a bumpy road for the next year or so. And uh, I feel like I'm getting a little bit more bearish through this time, like things aren't that rosy. And we do have that longer runway in order to really build a position, build a portfolio, sit, sit on some cash, uh, look for a lot of different opportunities out there. We, we see that they're going to be coming. And again, I don't know that the market is done. Um, I don't have that crystal ball. It could be um, up this week, but ultimately, I still think we're in for a lot of pain. So now what what do we want to be looking at? Um, you know, if you're really waiting to buy some property, uh, I could say that, you know, put that money in a treasury, a short term treasury and really ride out the storm, uh, you know, and maybe take that interest payment hit. If you kind of cash that out early, a six or 12 month treasury and you're getting, you know, 3.7 to 4%, whatever that is, and kind of ride out the storm. And then know that, you know, if you're looking to buy a house or anything, come, you know, Q1, Q2 of 23, prices should be a little bit lower by that time frame. But uh, if you're not looking for that, you know, it is okay to sit in cash. And, uh, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, inflation is going to eat my cash. And that's true to some extent, but that's going to be on those those main items that we're going to have to purchase anyhow. That's going to be on, you know, your rent, your food, your, uh, you know, gas getting from A to B. That cash is going to be weaker just because of those numbers being higher. But if you're not spending on the discretionary, uh, you know, it would certainly be better to keep some of that cash and, and not have the inflation eat at it for what's going to be opportunities coming up in that six to nine, 12 month range, as far as I see it. So you could certainly keep that cash on the sidelines, uh, ready to have that cash for some different opportunities, whether it be real estate or stock market. It's uh, definitely a place to just leave your money alone. Know that, you know, inflation is high on these core items, but, you know, past that, we can kind of weather the storm with some of that discretionary money by leaving it alone and not putting it to work right yet. Now, um, looking at some different stocks that you might want to be looking at, I've kind of said it before, you know, you are looking at uh, your food, your consumer staples, your cleaning products, you know, utilities, uh, things like that are going to in my mind, you know, weather this recession a little bit better than others. But uh, there's also going to be other companies that are looking to hire through this as well. And they're really looking to build on their fundamentals. Their business is not going to slow as much. Uh, and those companies, a couple that kind of came up were uh, American Express, Tesla, and Enphase. And they are still going to be hiring. They're still looking to build these numbers. They're growing through a recession. And uh, yes, they might have some earnings problems going through it, but ultimately, I think they're going to come out on the other side in a better place. Uh, so you can buy some growth. You can kind of dollar cost average through it. I know I will be. That is kind of my lane. I am a long-term investor. I've got that time on my side. So I'm looking at these different names. So there's a lot of different opportunities that will come up. There's going to be plenty of companies 
uh, the startups that will not make it in my mind. Uh, when you look at companies um, like Polestar or Opendoor that are tied really heavily to the real estate market and they're leveraged heavily in those businesses. And ultimately, like Polestar has a, a pretty much even uh, debt to equity ratio. Their cash on hand is pretty much just enough to cover their debt. But then if they uh, can't do anything past that, they're going to be in a world of hurt. They just went and borrowed about 200 million from China. And, uh, you know, the, the Chinese know what they're getting involved into. So if they're going to be making some money off of that as well. And it's just not really a great, you know, position to be in with some of their margins coming down. I think it went from 6% to 5%. And ultimately, they just have a lot of other costs going on out there as well. So you really want to look at this cash position of the companies that you're looking to get in with. And then ultimately, how are they going to do going through a recession? So just because a company's in the right space, you know, that EV or uh, solar business right now, doesn't mean they're going to weather this storm uh, simply because of their position. They're just either too small, they don't have enough cash or this, that, the other. It's just going to be really tough times for them going forward. So you really want to take a look at some of these underlying things, even if a company seems like it might be in the right industry to weather um, you know, what's going on. It might not be in the business strength that it needs to be prior to going into some of these problems. Uh, so just take a look at all of that. I'm really focused on a lot of my core positions. I really don't want to get into too much. That's going to be super risky right now. I really want to build out those core positions that I've you know, been invested in, keep those dividends rolling in, and understand that it is a tough time out there. It's going to be really uh, trying for a lot of new investors that haven't been through anything like this to really understand that you kind of got to keep with it. You got to pick your battles and understand that uh, it is not going to happen overnight. You know, it's kind of similar to uh, going to the gym or starting anything new. It's going to be tough those first couple of days. We're not going to see results. Uh, but over time, if you keep at it, you're going to start seeing a little bit of progress as, uh, you know, we can see the light at the end of the tunnel, if you will, coming out of this, uh, this recession, this market. And, uh, you know, as I said last time, this uh, this tunnel's a little further away now, or the light at the end of the tunnel's a little further away. We thought it was going to be Q1, Q2. It's looking now more like Q3, Q4. And uh, ultimately, that set everyone back a little bit, made that fear, uncertainty, and doubt just a little bit steeper. But uh, ultimately, if you're a long-term investor, you really got to look at this as an opportunity to build uh, some great things when everyone else is running you know, for the hills and really trying to avoid the stock market at all costs and understand that these quality companies that are looking to grow and they have the means to do it are going to be in better shape coming out of this. And if they can weather this time, if any small business can weather this time, they're certainly going to be doing much better when the skies are bluer and, uh, you know, this uh, sailing is a lot smoother. So that's kind of where I'm at. I'll continue to uh, dollar cost average into this market. I'll continue to buy the, the high quality names that I believe in. And uh, ultimately, I want to be able to uh, have more dividend checks coming in and ultimately see more growth when uh, all this stuff passes. So that's what I'm doing. Hopefully this little uh, recap of what happened with the Fed helps you guys out. Hopefully you understand some different ways to preserve some capital, be a little bit more recession proof, and ultimately look for some different ways 
to to make some real money and really take advantage of some uh, higher dividend yields right now, or even just uh, lower entry prices to a lot of great companies because they're definitely out there. And uh, I think they're going to get better if you're looking to buy. I, I really do. So uh, with that being said, I'm going to take a quick break. I'll come back. We're going to talk about some uh, some stocks that might fit the bill uh, for week 40 on the uh, investing challenge. So stick around. I'll be right back. All right. We're back here. So, you know, I was talking about uh, some different positions that you might be able to enter into uh, in, into a recession, looking for companies that are still looking for growth, looking for companies that aren't going to be hit as hard. Uh, we've definitely seen a lot of different industries get uh, get beat down pretty heavily. We've seen a, a big sell-off in the NASDAQ. So all those tech names are really getting uh, cheaper. And uh, some of those, I still think that they could be a solid buy. Some of them might not be as great. But, uh, you know, overall, you know, those those great large cap companies, I, I still think that they have a lot of relevance in today's market. And uh, I guess a lot of other people do as well. Um, over the past couple trading days, we have averaged about $2 billion of retail money coming in per day. And uh, normally we're at $1.2 billion. So a lot of other people are seeing opportunities. Uh, and a lot of these names that are on the list uh, that retail investors were buying are uh, in that tech space, but uh, also just a lot of names that uh, were on sale. So the, the first one was FedEx and then followed by Netflix, Adobe, Twilio, which I don't really agree with. They're doing a lot of cuts on labor and I'm not too sure about that one, but uh, Moderna, Starbucks, Roku, that's uh, building some, want to build some TVs going into a recession might be a risky move. But uh, Tesla, Alcoa, Oracle, Next Era Energy, Block, Coinbase, Uber, Roblox, uh, Apple had some uh, so, some different buys coming in as well. So a lot of different money coming into the market. Uh, we did see uh, travel getting knocked down. We saw you know airlines, cruise lines, and pretty much that's just a bet that people aren't going to be doing as much travel with uh, you know the job market getting tighter. Uh, ultimately, that uh, spendable cash coming down. We saw the uh, discretionary. Uh, some of those names are set to get hit if they haven't been hit already. And, uh, you know, a lot of just different companies out there that uh, probably aren't your best bet right now. And uh, like I said, there's you got the, the consumer staples. The utilities are going to be a lot safer. If you really want to go into some uh, some more growth names, they're certainly out there. You just got to do a lot more homework as to what's going to work and what's in a better place right now. Now, when I'm looking at uh, some different uh, consumer staples, you know, you might want to avoid companies that have a lot of uh, private labor counterparts. So, uh, you know, Kimberly Clark, there's other options to Kleenex, and I ultimately don't think that people have to have Kleenex going into a recession. If times are really tough, they're probably going to cut back on that. Uh, Clorox, there's there's other names that are bleach, right? They have a private label bleach, and I think one is the same as the other. As long as the active ingredient's the same, you're pretty much getting the same thing. They've got Glad trash bags. There's other trash bag companies that I don't think people are all that concerned about what their trash goes into as long as they don't fall apart. Uh, so I do think that those might not be your best bet. Uh, where a name like Coca-Cola, yes, there's private label uh, soft drinks, but people prefer the taste of you know Pepsi or Coke or whatever they're accustomed to. So 
I do think that that's got a little bit more of a moat around it that's going to make it a little bit stronger going into a recession. Uh, you know, Constellation Brands and some of their different, uh, you know, beverages and uh, alcoholic beverages, people really have a, uh, uh, their, their taste is there. They're, they're really accustomed to these different tastes. So that might be one that works. Um, you know, the utilities, uh, Duke or Dominion, Southern, if you're in that area and that's where your uh, utilities are coming from, your electric is coming from, that money is going to be pretty well uh, regulated to be kind of cash flowing the same amount, you know, year over year with their price increases due to uh, rising costs on their end. So these are just some different things you might want to look at when you're looking at some of these uh, consumer staple names. Is there a big, uh, you know, private label that uh, could really undermine their business through some of these tough times? Could you go to Dollar General or the dollar store or whatever and get these same items cheaper from a private name that um, a lot of people wouldn't mind owning? Uh, you know, just take all that into account when you're looking at, is this going to be a great name? Or, you know, is there a counterpart to a cereal that, uh, you know, might be fine during a recession? So are, are Cheerios going to hold up to that test? You really got to take a little bit deeper of a look into whether or not that is going to be a good investment through a recession. Maybe even track back the history on it and see what happened in 2000 or 08 and see if these names held up and how long it might have taken them to recover. So again, you got to do a little bit of history to see where it went before to ultimately know if it's going to serve you well for this uh, the, ne the next year or so uh, that we are really thinking we're going to see some tough times ahead. So all different things that I think could be uh, noteworthy and uh, making some decisions that are going to help us get through these times. So going forward, looking at the uh, investing challenge for week 39, we had four, five stocks as we always do. We had uh, Coterra Energy, we had UPS, uh, Hasbro, Google, and NVIDIA. Uh, a couple of these were trading at yearly lows when uh, they were announced last week. Now I'm sure they are lower than that. Uh, one for the natural gas play and oil play in the name of Cotera, UPS for some of that pin action against FedEx from the week prior and uh, being sold off and normally doing better into uh, October through the holidays. And then Hasbro also for uh, kind of a run up into the holidays. Now, with that being said, uh, September is historically a weak month. We normally do have a bit of a rally from October through the end of the year. And then we normally have a bit of a sell-off as people try to do some tax loss harvesting into the end of the year. Uh, I don't know that many people are going to have so much in the way of gains this year. It's definitely a different uh, market than what it was last year. So we'll, we'll see how that goes also. But uh, for this week, the, uh, the results are in from the, uh, the voting from the Let It Grow Investing page on Facebook and the, uh, the pinned comment. And uh, the majority this week voted for UPS. So on Monday, to, which will be today as this is coming out, I will be putting $200 worth into UPS. And uh, at this point, we're, we're still trying to beat that S&P for the year, but uh, it's pretty tough out there. So we are uh, going to be adding to that one. And then for week 40, I've, uh, I've got five different names going into week 40 as well. And uh, just real quick while I got you here, I was going to pull up the Webull portfolio and just see how we're doing. I haven't looked at it uh, in a couple days. 
And yeah, we are we are way down. We are down now 18%. And I believe last week we were about 10%. The week prior, we were down about 7%. Uh, so we definitely accelerated some of these losses going uh, into the end of September, uh, especially with that Fed talk and all the, the fear, uncertainty, and doubt out there. So definitely painful. But, uh, you know, we can only uh, hope for the best going forward. And I guess I'll put it that way. And uh, then in the crypto world, I just want to do a quick recap on that because I haven't looked at that in a couple of days either. Been been pretty busy. But um, yeah, we're uh, Bitcoin still holding that 19,000 level. Ethereum's at uh, 1322. And uh, that's actually been holding up fairly decent since uh, the Federal uh, Reserve announcement of these rates going up and all the different problems. So that is definitely good to see. At least there's somewhat of a decent maybe maybe bright spot i don't even know if i can call it that anymore but uh going forward and that's all we can do from here is go forward so week 40 i've got uh five names i've got uh number one is going to be dominion energy now i picked dominion knowing they had a couple different things going on knowing that they cut the dividend but they're also changing their business into more of that utility minded they got out of some of their high growth business and they are going to be focusing on three different businesses. Uh, largest piece is they own the regulated utilities. Uh, they're definitely boring businesses, as uh, you probably already know. Uh, number two is a small segment selling power to other companies, largely derived from renewable resources. They did get an agreement to build a wind farm off uh, the coast of Virginia, I believe it was. I think it's like a 30-acre wind farm that they are putting together now. And they also have midstream energy assets. So the price did get a little bit uh, choppy from some of these different moves. The uh, The dividend did get cut, but I do believe that they have a more regulated, uh, smooth sailing business going forward. And uh, let's get back over to the uh, Dominion Energy page on E-Trade. Uh, currently trading at $78. The P.E., is currently at a 29 according to this dividend yield of 3.4 uh when i went over and looked at the reuters research though uh yep it says the forward pe is an 18 so definitely trending lower going forward we've got uh buy ratings that is the uh highest dividend yield with a buy rating against uh some of its peers so that's definitely good to see uh, about 14% of upside plus the dividend. We've also got uh, revenues uh, projected at a 13% raise this year and 20% raise for next year. So that's definitely good to see. And then we've got uh, a 23% discount to their five-year average on their peg ratio, an 18% discount to their trailing PE, and then a 3% discount on their forward PE. So trading a little bit cheaper. They've got some different things going on. They're kind of transforming their business. Uh, so a lot of different things happen in there. And just one that uh, I think is going to serve us a little bit better going through a recession. If we get one, uh, we're going to need to keep those lights on. And uh, so that's uh, Dominion Energy. I think that one should serve us well. Now, number two is going to be Coca-Cola. Ticker is KO, not C-O-K-E. That is a bottling service that is also owned by Coke. Uh, I know some people that might have made that mistake before, so I'm looking at you. And uh, currently trading at 58.75, PE of 26 uh, times earnings, dividend right around 3%. Uh, was trading a little bit higher than Pepsi, 
So I went, uh, or a little bit cheaper than Pepsi. I went ahead with Coca-Cola for that reason and currently has buy ratings on it. Uh, I've got about 18% of upside and uh, the average revenue, annual revenue is going to be 9% up this year, 13% for next year. So I like those raises as well. They think business is going to be doing well. The uh, the peg ratio is trading 11, 11% higher than normal on that five-year average. The trailing PE is a 35% discount to the five-year. And the forward PE is right in line with that five-year. So a little bit of safety there from some of those numbers. Plus, you got the dividend. Plus, you got the, uh, the annual revenue going up. And uh, just one that I don't think a lot of those private labels are really going to go after a lot of that true uh, Coca-Cola business. I don't really think there's so many people that are going to be shopping for the off brands, especially, uh, you know, the big retailers and uh, fast food chains are going to be going with one of the big, the big two, I will say. So that one should be a little bit safer just uh, from that alone. And then number three, we are going to be looking at a, uh, uh, a beer, wine, that I don't think they got so much into the seltzers. I think that's kind of helped them a good bit. This one is uh, going to be Constellation Brands. So the ticker is STZ. And uh, their PE is trading at a 35 times multiple, a dividend of 1.35, so a small dividend. But the, the company has been doing pretty well. They've been leaning into a lot of their different brands. And uh, what do we got? We've got Corona, uh, Modelo. Corona Premier and others. They've got uh, Spirit Brands, uh, Seven Moons, Cooks California Champagne, uh, Cooper and Thief, Rob, Robert Mondavi Winery, Maomi, High West, Casa Noble, uh, Prisoner Wine Company. Yeah, they, they got a lot of different names in their, their arsenal here. So uh, one that has been trending up, there's been a lot of that push for uh, the, the Corona and Modelo lines. That one has been doing really well for them. And I think we will still see a lot of that continuing. Even if people can't travel, they're still going to be, uh, you know, maybe having more people over at their house, uh, you know, backyard barbecues, things like that. And I still think that trend is intact. Uh, so uh, we are also seeing price targets of uh, about 17% up from here. Uh, the annual revenue is going to grow 7.2% in 23 and 14.4% in 24. So those numbers are looking good. Uh, dividend payouts low at 37 times or 37%. Dividend growth is a low at 1.3%, uh, but uh, it did get moved up. 22% discount on that forward peg ratio. Uh, trading a bit higher at 15% premium on that trailing PE and a 4% discount on the uh, forward PE. So trailing, yes, trailing is a 15% premium. Forward is a 4% discount. So a lot of different reasons that uh, I think that uh, Constellation Brands could do a, uh, a number of good for our portfolio, at least to help us get through this recession. Could be a trade to get into it, uh, hold it for a year, maybe trade out of it if that's what you're into. Um, now, the next one is, uh, is going to be one that I thought was going to be in that growth side of things. I talked about this one earlier with uh, them looking to hire through a recession and ultimately come out on uh, the end of the recession in a better place. And that name is going to be American Express. So the ticker is AXP. Uh, so yeah, like I said, they've got a lot of different things going on right now, a lot of growth. 
a lot of different drivers there. The PE is trading low at a 14.3 times. The dividend is a 1.45. Uh, so uh, I'm guessing without looking at the Reuters report yet that that PE is way low of where it normally trades. And uh, there is a lot of upside at 24.5% upside here. Uh, the annual revenues are set to grow 24.4% in 22, 40% in 23. So certainly some growth there. Dividend payouts low at 19.5%. Dividend growth, 10.5%. So they're uh, making strides to raise that dividend. And they've got the cash to do it. Dividend coverage of 5.7 times. And yeah, we've got the trailing PE of a 30% discount. So it is trading uh, a good bit less than where it normally does in the Ford PE trading at a 14% discount. So still a lot of growth in this one, uh, good dividend growth. They are trading cheaper than normal. And I do think that they aren't going to have any major struggles surviving through a recession. You're still going to be having people swipe those cards and, uh, you know, American Express is going to get paid off of any different thing that they buy on those cards. So even if they aren't traveling, but they got to go and, uh, you know, go to the, the gas station or whatever, uh, buying gifts for Christmas or whatever holiday they celebrate, American Express is still going to be getting paid off of that. So I still think that that is a, a good uh, play going forward and really to survive a recession. And then the last one, I looked at a lot of different things. I looked at that list of uh, the different names that all the retailers, all, all the retail investors were buying this week, that long list of like 20 names. Uh, I tried to pick a couple different ones. And, you know, Alcoa came up as a deep, deep value name. If you think that, uh, you know, we're, we're going to be a long-term investor and you want to get into aluminum, that one came up as a great value name. Uh, Netflix actually is holding up off of some of their May lows. They haven't got down that low since. Uh, so the, some of those came up. They ultimately didn't fit where I wanted to be right now. Uh, so I went with another one. And that name for number five on week 40 is going to be CrowdStrike. So the ticker there is CRWD. And I can't type. So I'm going to pull this one up on E-Trade as well. We are currently down to about 160. The low from back in May was 130. So it is trending closer to that line. It might get a little bit cheaper this week, but uh, it's a pretty strong buy rating for most of the analysts. I'm, I'm sure there's a couple strong buys in there. Uh, looking at the Reuters chart, uh, when I'm looking at the price target, we got about 49% of upside. Uh, when I'm looking at the annual revenue, 53% up for 23, 110% up for 2024. So these revenue numbers are, are going through the roof. Uh, so that is definitely something that's good to see. I still think that everyone's going to need web security through 2023, regardless of what happens. That is still a necessity uh, for today's companies. And we are trading at a 60% discount to that uh, forward peg ratio. We're at a 1.5. It's uh, been trading at a 3.7 over the past five years. And then uh, the forward PE is about a 107. And the five-year average is at a 100. So it is at a 7% premium. But uh, one that I do think is going to survive through this uh, recession, downturn, whatever's thrown at it. And uh, their debt to capital is a 41%. So they do have some debt there. But ultimately, I think they should have enough capital to survive. Plus, they have a lot of ongoing recurring revenue coming in from these companies that they have deals with. 
Uh, the gross margins are at 74%. So that's massive. Um, so a lot of different things here that really make me think that CrowdStrike could be a good pick, uh, you know, to get through this recession and beyond as well. So the five names this week, uh, Dominion, ticker is D. Uh, Coca-Cola, ticker is KO. Constellation Brands, STZ. American Express, AXP. And CrowdStrike, CRWD. So get over there to the Let It Grow Investing page on Facebook. Get your votes in and uh, join. And please feel free to share the group or invite others to the group, uh, especially if they're into investing and want to uh, be up to date on all the different information that we share over there. Uh, so I would greatly appreciate that. And if you want to help contribute to the podcast, you can do so over at anchor.fm slash let it grow. So that's what I got for you guys today. Hopefully this brought you some uh, some good information, did a little bit of a recap on what the Fed's doing out there. Ultimately, some different ways to uh, protect your, uh, your income or your uh, portfolio through buying some different treasury short term to ride it out. Uh, being in cash or being in recession-proof stocks. And then if you're looking for some growth stocks, uh, looking for the ones that are still looking to grow through a recession, ultimately they have the fundamentals to do so. So that's what I got for you guys today. Get over there to uh, Let It Grow Investing on Facebook. Links in the description. Uh, get your votes in. I need uh, some, some good votes here to really help us bolster this portfolio and get out of the red. And uh, hopefully that'll happen sooner than later. But uh I might take a bet and say that it might be next year before we see anything uh, that looks green in this one. But uh, that's okay. It's uh, it's a long game, and uh, we're going to be in it to win it. So that being said, that's all I got. So uh, take care and uh, invest wisely, and uh, I'll catch you guys in the next one. Thank you for stopping by here on Let It Grow Investing. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and share to build a community of like-minded investors. If you do have questions for me or for the group, you can find us over there on Let It Grow Investing Podcast on Facebook. This is not professional financial advice. I am not a professional financial advisor. Please make sure to do all your own research before investing in any security. I do have links in the description to help get you started on E-Trade, Webull, Crypto.com, and Binance. And a friendly reminder that a goal without a plan is just a dream. So go ahead and build your plan, uh, design your portfolio, and stick to it. Thanks for stopping by. I will catch you guys in the next one.